Hey, what's up, guys? You're now listening to Devo with Uncle Theo. Today is day 33, and we're going to be covering Leviticus chapter 7 through 10. Last time, we made an important distinction between the sacrifices. We said that chapters 1 through 5 was the sacrificial system from the perspective of the worshiper, and then chapters 6 and 7 would be the sacrificial system from the perspective of the priests. And so if you looked in chapter six, it continued to cover the guilt offering, but it shifted around verse nine, where it started to give the sacrificial system from the perspective of the priests. So in verse nine, it says, command Aaron and his sons. This is the law for the burnt offering. Then in chapter 12, at the end, it says, and offer up the smoke, the fat portions of the peace offering on it. Then 14, it says, now this is the law of the grain offering. And in 24, it says, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons saying, this is the law for the sin offering. And you see what's happening. They're getting repeated all over again, but we've only had four, but that's because we had to cut off in chapter six. Let's look at chapter seven, verse one. Now, this is the law of the guilt offering. It is most holy. In the place where they slay the burnt offering, they are to slay the guilt offering, and he shall sprinkle its blood around the altar. Then he shall offer from all of its fat, fat tail and the fat that covers the entrails, and the two kidneys of the fat that is on them, which is on the loins, and the lobe of the liver he shall remove with the kidneys. The priest shall offer them up in smoke on the altar as an offering by fire to the Lord. This is the guilt offering. But let's look at verse seven. The guilt offering is like the sin offering. Remember, we talked about that yesterday. It's just like the sin offering, but it covers more. Remember our ingredients. You can do a little more with the guilt offering because it takes care of guilt as well. We see here that the worshiper must not only be careful to do everything right, the priests must be careful to do everything right as well. And therefore here we establish a need for holiness. But not only that, we need to understand holiness on every single level. And later on, it's going to say that Israel will sacrifice all of these one day to show that Israel will be priests. And that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because when we go back to Exodus 19, it says that they will be a kingdom of priests. So let's look at chapter eight. Now in chapter eight, it's a consecration of Aaron and his sons. So we get to see their ordination in chapters eight through 10. And so in chapters eight, verses one through nine, we're going to see the elements that we studied already. Let's look at some of these. In fact, let's pick up in verse six. Then Moses had Aaron and his sons come near and washed them with water. He put the tunic on them and girded him with the sash and clothed him with the robe and put the ephod on him and girded him with the artistic band of the ephod with which he tied it to him. He then placed the breastpiece on him and in the breastpiece, he put the urim and thummim. He also placed the turban on his head and on the turban at his front, he placed the golden plate the holy crown, just as the Lord had commanded. So Moses is placing all of the elements that we saw constructed in Exodus. They're being ordained now. And here's the beauty of this ordination. 
chapter eight carries that on out. But then we move into chapter nine and chapter nine is helpful because now it shows the whole model of the sacrificial system. So basically what's happening here in chapter nine, the priest is offering every single sacrifice. And I used to joke when my professor would say this, he would say that it's almost like a trial run to see if they don't mess this up. Because if you can get this right, you can officially be a priest. So they're getting a trial run on the sacrificial system. Let's grab some of that. Look at verse 12. It says, he slaughtered the burnt offering and Aaron's sons handed the blood to him and he sprinkled it. Verse 15, and he presented the people's offering and took the goat of the sin offering. Verse 18, he slaughtered the ox and the ram, the sacrifice of the peace offering, which was for the people and Aaron's sons handed the blood to him and he sprinkled it around the altar. Now you see the trial run there. They're grabbing all of the offerings and going through them, which moves us into chapter 10. So we finally get some narrative again, and the goal is to be devotional, but I could be feeling it that so this narrative may save the day for you. So let me read this in chapter 10. It says, Now Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took their respective fire pans, and after putting fire in them, placed incense on it, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, It is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I will be treated as holy, and before all the people I will be honored. So Aaron therefore kept silent. Moses called also to Mishael and Elzaphan, the sons of Aaron's uncle, Uzalel, and they came and said to them, Come forward, carry your relatives away from the front of the sanctuary to the outside of the camp. So they came forward and carried them, still in their tunics, to the outside of the camp, as Moses said to Aaron and to his sons, Eleazar and Ithamar, Do not uncover your head nor tear your clothes so that you will not die and that he will not become wrathful against all the congregation. But your kinsmen, the whole house of Israel, shall be well the burning which the Lord has brought about. You shall not even go out from the doorway of the tent of meeting, or you will die. For the Lord's anointing oil is upon you. So they did according to the word of the Lord. What do we learn here? We learn a few things. One, to worship God, you must be holy. You can't just worship God any which way you want. It is unacceptable to what God has commanded. So what did they do? They offered this strange fire and we can get into what that actually was. Some commentators try to give a stab at it, but let's just keep it here. It was unacceptable to what God had commanded. This is what makes it strange. And this is what makes it foreign. And God sends down fire from heaven and kills them. Why is that? It's because they are offering strange fire. And that's the whole point of the sacrificial system. The sacrificial system was good fire, good sacrifices. And God has instituted this because he's holy. So if you don't do what he's prescribed, he has to have a sacrifice. And so either you have someone substitute for you or you are the target of his judgment. And I've heard it put this way. 
and this resonates to my being. If you don't give the proper sacrifice, you become the sacrifice. And we wonder why there aren't multiple ways to God. This is why you must follow his prescription and he must be treated as holy. And so we see here, God doesn't tolerate violations of his holiness. The way to become holy, you must be holy. And remember in Leviticus 10, one through three, and stamp it in your minds and on your hearts forever. No strange fire. And what could it have been? The fire and the incense was supposed to go together. We don't know it could have been the proportion or the ingredients, or it could have just been a small deviation. But this is a category outside of what he wants. And fire came down. You messed up the sacrifice. Now you become the sacrifice. This is ironic retaliation. And we'll see this motive of judgment all throughout the Bible. Either you offer the right sacrifice or you become the sacrifice. Now you start to see the point of Jesus. I will be treated holy. God is holy. I will be treated as such. And this is the most powerful listen to me in the narrative. And Aaron kept silent. His two sons are killed. He just lost his two boys. And what does he say? Man, you know what? I can't object. God must be holy. He must be honored. And he couldn't even have a funeral. He couldn't grieve the death of his sons. He had to get right back to work. This is the God that must be treated as holy. His holiness is even more important than family and mourning their loss. So let's give the prescribed methods to God in our prayer, in the word, in church, in our church growth ideas, not treating church like a business, in our counseling, in leadership, in worship, in our view of biology, in family, in our relationships, in work, regarding our view on sin, evangelism, righteousness, our heart and purity, culture and man-made traditions. We have to see something special here. We have to check our traditions at the door. And they follow the Lord. And guess what it says in verse 8? Then he speaks again. Wow. May we dare not expect the Lord to have his hand upon us or continue to speak if we offer strange fire to him. Beloved, let's do what he prescribes. Or in that day, we'll be silent just like Aaron was before him. You guys take care and catch you next time. <laughs>